Big stories of the day. Hashtag SAFM Sunrise. Nine minutes after eight the time. Well, we've seen in the latest set of crime stats just how many children are actually caught up in crime, how difficult it can be to protect children as well. And then, of course, we find that boys, sometimes very young boys, are in, end up being the victims of crimes, even like murder. It really is, uh, you know, it's a scary, scary crisis that we have in terms of just trying to protect children in our country. Craig Wilkinson is the founder of the organization of Father and Nation. Craig, good morning. Thanks for your time it's a great pleasure good to be with you we know of course of the difficulties for the south african family how many um families uh, partly because of our racialized inequality and because of our history mainly because of that i suppose um are in a very difficult state and we often find that uh, children are growing up with one parent but the impact of right. our society on our children is absolutely massive Oh, it's absolutely tragic. I mean, if you look at what Mahatma Gandhi said, he said you can judge the greatness or the health of a nation by how it treats its most vulnerable. And in that sense, we are failing absolutely dismally. It's a a great tragedy. What kind of interventions do you think would work to make life safer for children? And and, and people will often say, we must go back to the parents. And to an extent, that's obviously true. I don't know if the parents have the tools and the resources to look after their children in the way they want. Well, in the current society, no. I mean, if you look at what... uh, children need growing up they need three things mainly a mom a dad and they need a society um, and if you look at the the vast majority of violent crimes uh, sexual and violent crimes they, they are perpetrated by men but then you look at the scenario that says that no man is born an abuser no it's, it's not in the dna of man to abuse to commit crimes to be racist to be misogynist to damage or hurt a child so we have to look at uh, the journey from boy to man and say what's going wrong and in South Africa, as you rightly mentioned, our history is a barbaric one, and, and it's caused massive divisions in families, migrant labor, single-sex hostels, etc. Um, and we're reaping the whirlwind of that now, um, and we need to intervene. I, for me, mothers are there. Generally, they're there. Um, so, so you know, one-third of that equation is, is pretty much present and engaged. The other two are not. You know, society, the village that it takes to raise a child is not there. The messaging we're giving young boys is that men are toxic, men are trash. Uh, the message we give young boys is that, you know, Chris Rock, the, the comedian, put it very well. He said, only women, children, and pets are loved unconditionally. Men have to bring something. Mm. And um, so society is not playing its role. Uh, and, you know, that's led very much from the top, the modeling of what it means to be a man, the modeling of what the morality of our society is. And we need to heal and restore men to be good fathers, mentors, and role models. That 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 prevention... Would prevent, you know, that type of intervention would prevent this kind of thing from happening in the first place. Obviously, there's a cycle to this. Um, very difficult to be a father if you didn't have a father. Very difficult to sort of behave peacefully if you grew up in an area that, that really is around violent, that really is very violent. And I mean, to some extent, schools try and break that cycle. There are programs in the Department yeah. of Basic Education and all the rest. Um, but are there other things that we can do to try and break the cycle? Do we need to promote certain sort of positive male role models? You know, we need to say these are the men who are able to buy the love. 100%. We need to focus on growing good men. And that, that message needs to come. You see, we, unfortunately, we always tend to be either or, don't we? Mm. You know, it's either black or white. It's either male or female. And and we live in a society, well, a world where we need to say human first. It's women and men. And everything we can do to empower and equip women, which we're doing now, is fantastic. But there's an end to that. You know, we need to we need to equip and empower and, and work with men 
to promote and to grow positive, healthy masculinity, positive, healthy male role models. Boys and men are feeling very neglected, very demonized, very um, sidelined in society today. And we need to fix that. We need to restore that. We need to say, well, true masculinity and fatherhood is a tremendous gift to society. So how do we promote that? Teach it, grow it, inspire it, reward it. You know, these are the kind of questions we need to ask uh, in societies, in homes, at schools, in government, parliament, businesses. How do we grow good men, good fathers, good role models, because that is the solution to heal this problem. I sometimes wonder, I mean, you say that this is not in the DNA of men. And and, I mean, my brain wants to agree with you. Um, Mm. But I sometimes, and I felt this myself, the desire to win, um, which I think is actually a sort of desire to, uh, I don't know, dominate maybe, Um, whatever it is. Um, whatever I don't know um, but there's something there that that I think is really tough to deal with and tough to sort of face um, to show that that's not how to do things and that comes in a way from you know watching uh, you know watching I mean violence is very much linked to that sort of mm. I, I kind of want to use the word urge but 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 to try and stay to the point that it's not in the DNA I don't think I can use that word well, you know, I, I would absolutely stick to what I said. You know, there, there are two things that make men and women. One is nurture, you know, biology, you know, what, sorry, uh, nature, biology, what's in the DNA. And the other one is socialization and culture and what we learn growing up. So in the in the DNA of man, and, and I love the analogy of a motor vehicle. You know, a motor vehicle is a beautiful gift to society. It's also a dangerous uh, tool. Many, many thousands of people are killed every day on the roads or every year on the roads. But yet we couldn't live without motor vehicles. Masculinity is very much the same. It is innately has the potential to be dangerous. Those urges you talked about. Yet if harnessed correctly and taught correctly, just like a vehicle, if you teach someone how to drive a vehicle well, stick to the speed limit, never be drunk and drive, you know, stop when the robot says. And that's what men need. You see, boys do have more primal urges to compete, to win, to overcome. But those are designed to be good. You see, I always say to men, you're designed to be dangerous, dangerous but good. Dangerous to the snake that comes into your house. Dangerous to corruption. Dangerous to racism. You know. So if we harness the DNA of man whose urge is to do that for good, we live in a beautiful society. So the DNA is not there to overcome, to destroy, to. But if it's if it's wounded and if it's mistaught, in other words, the messages of society are that you know to be a man you have to have power, you have to have money, you can never cry. You know that's wrong messaging. Mm. So DNA is good, the urges are good, but they need to be taught and harnessed in the right way so that we are dangerous to the danger as opposed to being dangerous to women, children, mm. and each other. I've often thought about this. Um thing about crying um and i notice that you know a, a girl and a, a woman when they get older will will cry um and yes. boys boys won't i mean the message the message comes you know often mo- many boys yeah. won't um and then i think you know men won't and they if they do they may may do it in front of their partner in front of no one else you know hardly ever um and and there's something there i wonder if there's a link between that sort of not allowed to cry and the aggression which then becomes the outlet Absolutely, there is Stephen. Uh, you, you know, we 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 talk. You see, boys need to, boys and men need two faces. One is the warrior face, and that is the one that that stands up, takes it on the chin, makes it happen. Uh, but that's only half of masculinity. The other half is soft, caring, vulnerable, 
and the ability to cry. Men commit suicide on average four times globally, mm. more than women. And one of the reasons is we don't cry. We bottle up. We, we feel like we, we have to go to alone. You know? So men generally tend to be more alone and generally tend to bottle up their feelings way more. And that's a very false message about what it means to be a man. There are times when crying is not appropriate, but you have to cry when it is appropriate in the sense when you know every warrior mm. gets wounded and that's when you, you mm. need to be able to cry and we need to model that to younger mm. boys you know if a, a boy sees his mom crying um, that's fantastic mm. you know because he mm. sees it but he needs to see his dad cry too he needs to see his dad uh, have the mm. ability to express vulnerability do you think it's changing? I mean, that days, Craig, when I think it, it really is changing quickly and I look at, you know, the relationships fathers have with their children in many cases, very different to the relationships that that, that uh, yeah. men had with their fathers, um, yeah, that fathers had with their men, you, you know, a generation before. Uh, and one of the things that I find interesting, uh, Ronald Lamola, in fact, the justice minister said to me once in a public forum, he said, um, he asked me straight out if I told my son that I love him. And I said, I do. And he said, you know, that that was something that actually the generation before never did. Fathers didn't tell their sons that they loved them. I think the current generation does that far more. And that must be a positive. It is a positive. It is changing. You know, it's far cooler now to be an engaged, present father. I mean, fathers never used to be present at the birth of their kids. They were just a no-no. More and more and more they are now. I, I, I personally was very much so. So, you know, I sat on my dad's lap when I was about 10, and, and, he, and he said, no, no, boys don't do that anymore. You know, so absolutely that has changed. What what needs to, to change, though, there's still an, an overriding narrative that big boys don't cry. There's still an overriding narrative in society that, you know, these are the big lies that men grew up with. Sex, power, money, and big boys don't cry. You need to have multiple partners. You need to have power. You need to have money to be a man. There is still that which needs to change. And the other aspect which is very prevalent in South Africa is boys are growing up wounded. Up, upwards of 60% of boys and girls are growing up without a present engaged father in South Africa. And that's catastrophic, catastrophic, because a boy, just like I mentioned the analogy of a motor vehicle, a boy, you know, someone needs to teach someone how to drive a car. A boy needs to learn how to be a man from an older man. The one thing a woman cannot do is teach a boy how to be a man. She can teach him everything else. And you she can so? teach him, you know. I don't know about that. I'm not so I mean I've heard that before. I think that might be quite contentious. I think I think you might find people who are very successful uh, at being men who are brought up solely by women. Absolutely, but they've had models in society and they've had people who are men that they've looked to, uncles, grandfathers. You see, I mean, I, I, I cannot model womanhood to my daughter. I can't. I'm not a woman. My wife cannot model manhood to my son because there are certain things, as you mentioned earlier, the urges that men have, the testosterone that have, the, the different kind of sexuality that, that men have, that, that a woman does not know because she doesn't have it. Now, this is not a, this is not a, crit, crit, a criticism of women. I mean, single mothers in South Africa are absolute heroes, and they're raising boys and girls single-handedly in the most heroic fashion, and often very successfully. But the correlation between absent fathers and every single social ill is absolutely indisputable. Uh, the vast majority of inmates in prisons uh, have bad or absent or no relationship with their fathers. And that, I mean, this is, this, is, this is indisputable. So we need both men and women in society raising both boys and girls. And it doesn't have to be a biological father. It can be the village, you know, the village mm. elder, the, 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 the coach, the, the male teacher. The, but both boys and girls need both men and women to, to raise them uh, to be healthy men and women. 
Craig Wilkinson, thank you, founder of Father a Nation. I wonder what you think of the idea there that you know um, that only a man could raise a man or a woman raise a woman. I, I don't, I don't know about that. I think that's quite a contentious thing to say. I think there are other conversations that follow on from that around the around what we show our children and whether we should show them this. I think you know, again, I think the, the point around say crying in front of your children. I think children can get quite scared if they see their parents cry, um, and yet maybe that is the right healthy thing. What do you think?